Hello everyone, welcome back to the second episode of Project Function. I'm your host, Billy Goal. Today, I talk about habits, habits leading to anxiety and depression, changing those habits, and the importance of intrinsic versus extrinsic value. Thank you for tuning in once again. Project Function, Episode 2. Sit back and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of my podcast, The Function Podcast, Project Function. I'm your host, Billy Yole. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to the first one. If you listened, apologize. I've been slacking. Just got this new software. Recorded two episodes the past two weekends that just got deleted by the software I was using. Well, one of them was. Or I don't even know. I don't know what happened. And then last weekend, I was recording. Kind of just went on a rant. Someone got away from the topic I was discussing, but that doesn't really matter. I'll end up ranting about it again. But my mic wasn't connected, so it was terrible sound. You could hear every little thing I was doing with my hands because I was through my Mac and stuff. So it sounded terrible. So I figured I needed some more time. And on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about habits because humans are habitual people. Habits make up our thoughts, actions, and pretty much how we see the world, how we approach the world. Everything we do is part of a habit. It's incredibly important to understand the impact of your habits and having the self-awareness, which can help you replace bad impulses with good habits and understand your impulses and why you have the impulse to do some things and all that fun stuff. And yeah, habits, I haven't read too many books about habits. I just finished The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which I'll get into and incredible book, very entertaining. A lot funnier than I thought it would be. It was great. It was a great book. But a lot of the ideas he talks about are imperative to leading a fulfilling life. Growing up, I think my mindset was just like, I'm the man. I don't care. Like, I don't have to care about anything. And then you, like, grow up a little and you're like, oh, nothing matters. Like, fuck it. I don't fucking care. And I thought that was the main idea. 
obviously it wasn't. It was a lot more applicable and I probably could have used it in high school. Definitely could have used it. Shout out to Ryan Ayala for putting me on to script this new software. It highlights every time I say, um, and I say, um, a lot and you won't hear it. And that was part of the reason the last episode's editing was so bad because I said like and um, and, and sometimes, you know, we all have those like filler words and I tried deleting them, but in this application or software, it's a lot easier to delete them and make it smoother. So shout out to Ryan Ayala. Shout out to the Alchemist Library. Great podcast. Great information. He interviews a lot of great people. And he's helped me a lot to get this stuff going. <laughs> Which I think is going to be a lot more casual now. Kind of wanted to do like one episode a week. And I was like going to pick a day. But Sunday to record would just like... I'm trying to chill on Sunday and I'm like making myself anxious about this stuff. It's weird. Just, I don't know. It's hard to be like, you got to sit down and talk about these topics. Like solo casting is pretty difficult, but you know, I have these tendencies to overthink or procrastinate and when I start doing something new, those will come up because it's an experience I don't know. So I'll just procrastinate and or make situations in my head where I'm like, oh, I'm not even worthy of doing this shit or like who's even listening, which I mean, I, th I do appreciate everyone who listened to the last episode not necessarily the most popular podcast as I'm only I'm on recording my second podcast but it's about more than, than that and um, I mean it's clear it was awesome talking to some people about it yeah a lot of people didn't know about that stuff probably definitely known as like kind of an anxious kid or I don't even know what people think of me but not that it even matters but I don't think people remember like even classmates were just like oh Billy's just absent like no like yeah but no like there's I wasn't just not going to school like but uh, yeah that high school was cool and um pretty thankful that it all happened. I don't know if I've said this, like, you got to bear with me. I keep having to re-record these episodes, and I'm not even sure, like, I don't even remember half the stuff I talked about, which is not necessarily true, but you know what I mean. Like, I've got so many different versions of these episodes in my head from re-recording, especially the first episode, because I didn't put it out for, like, months. and. Yeah, so I don't really know exactly what I've talked about to a certain degree. Like, obviously, I genuinely know, but generally, not genuinely, 
well, genuinely as well, but yeah. So today, well, I just wanted to find this, like, I, I don't want to find this, but in my mind, I kind of need to, or I start like thinking about things. I don't know. And I think if I just keep it casual and just, I'm not like, I'm not trying to save the world. I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan or anything. I'm just trying to like share my advice with people. And I think I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself and having these crazy expectations. And they're just not helping me get stuff done and produce output. So I'm just going to keep it casual. You'll see, like, I'll try and do obviously one episode a week and talk about something but I'm not gonna label which day because I'm in college I don't know what I have during the week I'm getting scorched with these classes because I have to take the business courses like beginner business courses at Boulder sucks I'm taking an Excel class and it's statistics class which are just the Excel class is asynchronous and it's horrible. It's terrible. It's the worst thing. They call it math anal, which is pretty inappropriate, but pretty fucking hilarious at the same time. And that should give you all you should know about it. It sucks. And then the statistics class, my teacher's like trying to be a comedian every day instead of just you know teaching us and it's an 8 a.m and me and my roommate kevin are both like yeah like you looking forward to shop tomorrow and how could you not because it's one of those classes where it's just like fun to go to and the teacher is actually somewhat funny sometimes he's just like what is what is up with this guy but it's hard not to be upset when the teacher is not clearly not like doing the greatest job teaching the kids and everyone's lost and he's just like he's got a soundboard he has a soundboard and we have these stupid things they have these stupid question things with like eye clickers it's the dumbest thing ever it's not really it makes for a fun class but it just it's too much it's some teachers just like seem to go the wrong way with it and yeah, so enough of that rant. So pretty much like if you want to call this like the Billy Gall podcast rant, call it that because half the time I'm just going to be ranting about BS. And I just like, I kind of want to keep it casual. I don't want to be like, I don't want this to just be like a health and wellness, you know? Like, yeah, you can listen to my podcast and learn about health and wellness and like my experience and all that but i just think i was talking to my brother jack like two weeks ago and he was like yeah something i realized is that we kind of just like ramble into each other <laughs> and i was like yeah and then i was like yeah that's maybe why i have this podcast to just ramble because i don't really you know i don't bring 
too much conversation to others about this stuff. And I think it's a good way to get it out of my system to talk about some of these things while reminding myself the importance of some of these things. So enough of that. Enough of me rambling away. Let's get into habits. First, I want to talk about intrinsic value. It is something that a, I read about during the pandemic. I finished high school all during the lockdown. So we were doing a lot of stuff. And for this one class, I had to read The Catholic Gentleman. I'm not going to necessarily talk too much about, you know, religion and stuff. Maybe I will in the future, but not. It's, I don't really know. I'm too young to uh, have my mindset straight on that. I haven't experienced enough things, learned enough things to really understand what's what's the whole situation. And I definitely don't believe in corrupt organizations. Maybe I believe in the teachings of the organizations, but definitely not going to worship people who do all this stuff for power and control and all that, try and like mind control people. But growing up a Christian, Catholic Christian, and I've gone to Catholic school my entire life, so I've learned a lot about it. And reading this book, there was a chapter on intrinsic versus the importance of intrinsic versus extrinsic value. I kind of opened my eyes up to, this is when I was becoming more like self-aware of my actions and kind of opened my eyes up to the fact that a lot of the things I did throughout the day and like how I went about my goals and stuff were pretty extrinsic. And I needed to change them and focus on the intrinsic value of things. So intrinsic value, <clears throat> it's said to be the heart of ethics, ethical philosophy and intrinsically kind of the way I think about it is like intrinsic, internal, extrinsic, external. Intrinsic value comes from like you and you alone. Somewhat sort of, I'm probably not going to do the best job at explaining this because I haven't read the chapter in a minute. In a minute. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I think I grew up, I mean, I, I'm the youngest of five siblings. It was kind of hard not to follow leads by my set by my brothers and sisters and like believe obviously what my parents are telling me to believe in stuff we live in a society where extrinsic value is part of everyone's life everyone does a lot of there's a lot of people out there living nowadays that are just living extrinsically based on someone else's what they want what what they think would fulfill them outside of themselves being like how people judge them. So they do something certain way or 
like money is extrinsic. If, you know, if I'm going to make a lot of money when I'm older, I hope it's because I'm separated from that goal of making money and actually doing something I'm passionate about. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of extrinsic value out there, especially on social media. Social media is a breeding ground for extrinsic value. I think after I read this chapter and started looking at things, I started learning a lot more about how much I used social media extrinsically, especially just growing up in this age of technology and social media. I definitely looked towards social media as an external gain, like towards the people around me to be popular, to be good looking, to be funny. That's a big one. I think that's like a hard one, I guess, because part of the I'm like somewhat of a people pleaser, have been my entire life, kind of woken up to the problems of people pleasing. And part of my people pleasing identity is to make people laugh. But the other part is that I just like internally, you know, it makes me feel good if I can make other people laugh, I guess. But it gets to a certain point where valuing someone's judgment on whether they think it's funny or not, rather than it being funny to me and finding people that see it as relatively funny to them. And I think, I think I catered to the extrinsic caring about whether people thought it was funny. And that was just one of the ways. Yeah, but social media is just like a bunch of, especially like, I don't know, high school kids. It's all about, you know, trying to look cool, be cool, sound cool, have likes, have followers, be good looking. I don't know. Those are the things I worried about when I was in high school. Oh, lacrosse wise, definitely growing up. I could read a letter, but I'm recording camera with my phone that I wrote when I was a kid about my goals in lacrosse. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's terribly written. I was not, obviously not the brightest kid as a kid, you know? We all aren't, you know, we all aren't. At some point, we're going to be dumb before we learn new things. And it just like stated how I wanted to be the number one, how I was going to be the number one recruit, go to UNC and play lacrosse. And like growing up, UNC wasn't just like the spot. I guess that was at the time I might have, I'm sure like Jimmy Bitter, Billy Bitter, Joey Sankey were playing there. And I just... I don't really like teams. I like individuals. It's kind of weird like that, but it kind of goes with the supporting organizations versus individuals and individual teachings. But that was extremely extrinsic because I just, you know, obviously I'm, I'm like 
I don't even know fifth grade. I don't even know how old I was. 10, 13, maybe. Yeah, and then just growing up, I watched all the lacrosse highlights possible. And Frank always told me, my older brother always told me, like, stop consuming that BS. I used to look at, like, Twitter. I used to have a Twitter straight up just to just to look at like rankings and stuff of kids but I was so focused on just like that number or like the sick highlight video or just worried about like what other people thought of what I had to offer catered my offerings towards them instead of like what makes me happy and what fills me up internally and that's pretty much the gist of of doing things intrinsically is coming from the internal and not being swayed by externalities. And I think I changed a lot of how I valued things. I always had pretty good morals and values growing up. But it was definitely, I definitely cared way too much about still do like what other people think all the externals that don't even matter to the internal and the intrinsic and if you can reflect and look at how you go about your day whether you are doing something for the external rewards of other people enjoying or approving of you versus just doing something because you genuinely want to do it and you're capable of doing it and you're focused on the fact that it's fulfilling. I would definitely try and look at how you value things intrinsically versus extrinsically. Um, poor habits, I guess I want to talk about, I don't really want to label things. I'll have a episode about labeling and pretty much it's going to be talking about what I learned from the power of insecurity or the wisdom of insecurity by Alan Watts, which I read two times more recently within the past two or three months ago, I reread it and yeah, you can't really label habits as good as or bad because in certain circumstances, bad habits can be good and good habits can be bad, obviously. But some habits that have led me down a path of anxiety and depression, attaching myself to projections. So like if I have like an idea in my head of like a lot of my identity comes into play with lacrosse because growing up, I just like, that's all I thought of myself pretty much was just. Like, yeah, I'm a nice kid. I'm a gall. Like, I have all these older siblings, but I'm a lacrosse player. 
grew up thinking that I was pretty much only capable of playing lacrosse and like obviously things that attach to it. But yeah, so like when I was a kid, I would project myself. Example I'm talking about was like projecting myself to be a UNC lacrosse player and then getting attached to that projection. And then guess what happened? I didn't go to UNC and played lacrosse. And subconsciously, what did that do? Like, it's part of like many projections, but obviously it wasn't too fulfilled with what I was and thought, like, always thought like people always have trouble being okay with how they grew up and what they, how they turn out. And they're like worried about, oh my, but like little me wouldn't want me to do this or whatever. And yeah, it's like little me would love me. Yeah. It's probably true. He'd probably think I'm the shit. And it doesn't have to do with me playing lacrosse or anything. It just has to be me being me. Yeah, so attaching yourself to projections. I definitely do that a lot. I'll give you a more recent example. Whenever I have something that makes me anxious, or no, whenever I, whenever I'm seemingly doing well, one of the problems is that I, I like create things to be anxious about, or I will focus on something and make that thing the thing I'll be anxious about. So I constantly have that like in the corner of my mind, that anxiety. And I'm taking this business course where we have to public speak. And day one, when she said like, oh, you have to do a, we're going to do this many presentations. And the first one was from our computer, which was weird. And definitely could have got a better grade if I just did it in person, but super robotic and stuff. And then the second one was like, in front of everyone in person and I attach myself to the date like I project myself to the time or the day and I'm like counting down it's just how my mind works like with the when I was saying like I used to count the hours I had to sleep left when I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would get super anxious if I would wake up like an hour before because I knew I only had an hour to chill, but it just doesn't make any, I don't know. Like, I can't really explain that. It's kind of hard to understand, but that's just how my brain is wired. And yeah, I like just would build, I just build up anxiety from the point until the day comes. And I went up and crushed it. Like I talked about how New Jersey was great and how Snooky and how if you visit, maybe you could meet Snooky and Mike the situation while eating some of the best pizza bagels, pizza comma bagels, not pizza bagels, even those, those, you know, those are the goods as well. But New Jersey, obviously great place. I was advocating for it and I crushed it. But until I got up there, I just build up like trying to envision myself in the moment of me 
presenting and always envision negatively, you can't really do that. People talk about positive visualization and you definitely can use visualization for positive, but I have a bad habit of anticipating something happen and projecting myself to that and try and envision myself in that moment. And then I avoid whatever it is I'm supposed to do. Growing up playing lacrosse during the summer, we would have tournaments and I would do the same thing. I would be so hyped, like super pumped. I, when I was getting recruited, would know, oh, this is a big tournament to get recruited. And I would build it up in my head, like, got to practice, got to play, like, got to play well in front of everyone. And then the day before, I would just be like, oh, I can't wait until this shit is over with. Because I would make, I would build it up so much. And when it finally came to the point where I'm turning the corner and playing lacrosse and having to act on this projection, it was just like all negative and it would always just, you know, get through the tournaments and be like, oh, well, I didn't even put in the effort because I was just so anxious and I just wanted it to be over with that I didn't even, I wasn't even present for the half of it, you know? And I, that's definitely one of the first things I discovered and kind of subconsciously knew when I was growing up that I did that and I didn't know what it was until recent and it kind of goes with my how I experience anxiety I anticipate I project myself into a moment and then if it gets to a certain point I avoid that thing at all costs like it's a bad it's it was bad and it definitely affected me it affected relationships with friends and family to some degree yeah it's weird but that's definitely one of my habit i've been trying to replace for a while and i'm definitely getting better and working at it but it's kind of just how my brain's wired and the most important thing is that i'm aware of it so i kind of know what's going to happen and anticipate the anticipation and i'm guarding against the worst comes worst yeah but that's a poor habit of mine goes along with like anticipating the future I think is going to happen you're kind of just setting yourself up for failure if, if you have this projection of yourself and you don't reach that projection because you're going to be disappointed and don't set yourself up for failure that leads me to this is in the power of self-discipline, which is the promises you make to yourself and keep. That's all it is. If you're going to tell yourself, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m., you better wake up at 6 a.m. or else 
you're going to wake up whenever you wake up and you're going to be like, I can't even keep promises to myself. Like that's self-discipline. I've done it until I kind of got out here in Boulder. I was sleeping in every day. It's like not because every day was like the same. I was just felt stuck in a situation and would just tell myself, hey, I'm going to get up. I'm going to start the day off early, get going. And then time would come. I'd get out of bed and I'd move it 30 minutes to an hour. Then when that time came, I would move it 30 minutes to an hour. And you're just, you're just defeating yourself. You're taking your self-discipline away from yourself. And that doesn't mean that you have to get up at 6 a.m. It's just if you're going to tell yourself that you're going to do something, do it. Extremely important for self-worth. You're not going to think much of yourself if you make all these promises to yourself and you don't come through on the promise. You're just going to be like, I'm worthless. I can't even get myself to get up in the morning when I'm telling myself I'm going to get up. That goes with all things, not just making like, oh, I'm going to wake up in the morning. If you're going to work out, work out. If you're not going to work out, don't tell yourself you're going to work out. Because you're just going to defeat your own self-worth. You're going to be like, oh, I'm so lazy. Like there's negatives that come out of this stuff. Yeah, that's definitely something I've been working on. I saw it in a TikTok. I love TikTok, but I can't, I can't like constantly consume it or I don't even know what they have going on in there, but it's crack. It's like crack. Not that I know what crack is like, but it's pretty crazy that it gets everyone, like even older people, but it gets everyone. No matter how self-aware, how, I mean, you have somewhat of an ability to get off the app, but once it gets going, it gets going. And I mean, back on track, I was, I saw this guy, I don't know what his name is. If you heard him, you would know him probably. And he was like, yeah, the, the promises you keep to yourself. That's what being self-disciplined is. And that was the first time I ever really thought about it like that. And then I was just like, yeah, it totally is. Your self-worth and self-discipline depends on you and your willingness to do things that you tell yourself you're going to do. And it's going to affect you, especially if you tell other people you're going to do stuff because that's what it'll carry out to is you telling your other people that you're going to do stuff and then you don't end up doing it. And you don't even, I mean, like, you don't even have to make promises that you're going to wake up, like I was saying, or like that you're going to go to the, go to the gym. Just don't say anything at all. Just like be, let, let life carry you into whatever you're thinking about doing. But don't tell yourself you're going to do something and don't do it. Because that's just going to carry to the next time you tell yourself you're going to do something and you don't do it. And if you don't do it the second time, then it's just going to multiply. And you're going to keep not doing stuff 
that you tell yourself you're going to do. And I mean, like I've struggled with it. Like I was saying, like I was not self-disciplined growing up. I give myself days where I sleep in, don't have much work or don't need to go to the gym in the morning. I'll let myself sleep in. I'm not going to tell myself on those days to wake up at 6 a.m. And then knowing that it's a day that I want to rest and I have the opportunity to rest, I'm going to rest and shut off that clock and go back to bed. Like there's no need for that. Just let yourself rest if you know you have the opportunity to. I don't know if that made sense, but yeah, I've been a lot more self-disciplined. I think being home, being at home keeps me just in my old habits and stuff. That's why I kind of wanted to get away from who I thought I was and like what I knew, which I am because I'm in Colorado doing school. I know my neighbors upstairs and Kevin, my roommate, who I went to high school with and transferred in with. And, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I, I got to adapt to every situation. It's what part of being human is, not having this ideal in your head that you try and project to and attach yourself to. Like, just live in the moment. Keep promises you make to yourself. Definitely, yeah, to pivot into more poor habits of mine. As I said, I just read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Pretty much he talks about how many people think they don't give a fuck, but they give a fuck about too many things. And they don't know what to give a fuck about. And it leads to two of the bad habits he talked about were playing the victim and blaming external things. I think especially with sports, instead of just being like over accountable, which I think I am now to a certain degree, which Jack O'Willen, a former Navy SEAL talks about and wrote a book about it. Haven't read the book. Definitely will get to it, but accountability has definitely brought happiness to my presence because I'm not blaming other people, blaming external things that are completely out of my control. Instead, I'm like looking in the mirror and being like, here's how I can go about it. Maybe it isn't out of, maybe it's out of my hands, but here's what I can control. You know, here's what I did control versus what just happened and I can't control and I yeah but playing the victim is I think a lot of people do it and those people are not accountable for themselves and I definitely grew up doing it as the baby of the family I just yell for my mom's name when I was probably being an asshole to my brothers and sisters and they would get yelled at. I just grew up doing it. So I always, you know, you do it. You just continue like broken foundation. 
leads to a broken structure until you fix that foundation. I don't live a fantasy anymore. I'm like pretty real. I'm a realist, I guess you would say. I don't care about that. Trying to make myself seem like the greatest of all time. I know I'm not and no one else is. And then uh, denial was definitely, definitely a big thing. Um, they all kind of coincide because you could be in denial of what you're responsible for and blame it on externalities and starting off my struggle with anxiety. I was definitely in denial, but it's so clear to me now that proof is in the pudding. It's in my past. It's how I grew up. And my denial was to say, oh, it's just my stomach. You know, like, I'm not, a, I'm not going through anything. It's just my stomach, my stomach, my stomach, my stomach hurts. Like, yeah, you know, it's the second brain, the stomach. My mom taught me that. It's true. You feel a lot more in your stomach than you think from your mental. And once I just accepted the fact that I was anxious, I was no longer in denial, you know? It's definitely important. Like everyone, everyone and their mother could be a victim, you know? We're all a victim of life. We didn't necessarily ask to be born but we have the privilege to breathe every day everyone has the basic privilege to live to breathe light we're not all victims i think we live in a highly victimized society now and it's clear through all like the woke people they're all victims everyone's a fucking victim now everyone's a victim of every little label word whatever like it's a fucking word. Get over it. I apologize for getting a little political, but that's just, it's just weird. Like, how are you, how, what, what's the opposite of a victim? Might be a stupid question. The predator? I don't know. We're all predators. They're not fucking victims. You're capable of creating your own life and doing what you want. Stop blaming externalities for things you're not keeping yourself accountable for or things that didn't go your way. Grow up. Stop being a baby. And I'm saying this. All of these conversations are just conversations I have with myself in my head. You know? Like, I tell myself, stop being a fucking baby. I was a little baby. I was a little baby back bitch when I grew up. I was the youngest of five and I was catered to. Like, I know I was spoiled. I know I'm still spoiled. But it, it's important to be aware of that thing so you can be accountable and over-accountable. Now, I'm a little bit less of a baby back bitch. I don't complain as much as I did. Like, that's part of it. I used to complain every 
every practice, like, oh, we got to run. Yeah, maybe, maybe you prepare for running. Maybe run on your own time. Maybe eat a healthier diet. Like there's answers to these things that we blame on external, on an, our external life and like things around us. It's like adapt, figure it out. Stop bitching and moaning about shit. No one cares. Life doesn't care. Life happens. Everyone's a victim, apparently. You know? We all are, though. Like I said, we didn't really ask to be born. Just, dick. I don't even know. Like, just... I do know. I just spoke it into existence. You know? I think about these things. This podcast is pretty much just like me and my thought process and like conversations I have with myself. I'm not, if you think I'm like talking about you, no, definitely not. I'm talking about me. And I don't know, that sounded kind of not cool, but yeah, like I compare everything to myself now. I don't compare myself to the next person or my brothers or sisters. Like we're all different. But at the same time, we have the same human ability to do things and change circumstances and become educated in all these things that you can do instead of just being a victim. Open your mind to it, you know? Yeah. And then I don't know why I left this for the last thing, but I'm going to have to do multiple episodes on this. Well, yeah. And in, in respect to each topic that I individual topic, like being a victim, I could make those separate episodes. So I'm sure I'm going to talk about the things I talked about today, but it's getting a little longer than I thought it would be. And so I'll finish with this. The habit killer. If you're trying to grow a habit, make it more habitual as per se. <laughs> you got to stop. I just did it. But instead of focusing on stopping something, focus on replacing it. Our brains don't really can't really our brains can't really perceive stopping like we're constantly in motion life is constantly happen happening life is is action it's constant action even when we're sleeping or resting or stop like you stop at a red light to crosswalk your body's still in motion there's processes happening in your body still like don't necessarily ever stop and as visual creatures, as people who think, we think with our, our, we think in images that just, it doesn't click in your head. Like, what do you think when you tell yourself to stop being anxious? You think of yourself being anxious. You're not stopping it. Instead of stopping, like, focus on just, like, Letting it be there. Be the observer of 
whatever's happening. And I looked down at my notes and was like, oh, I just didn't talk about being the observer, but I could make a whole episode on that. So yeah, I tried explaining this to some people. They didn't really understand it, but when you tell yourself, I heard this from something else from like, I don't know where, but I've heard it multiple times. I think I read it in a book about anxiety. I think it was the first book I ever read about anxiety that my dad got called The Worry Trick. And I would highly recommend people who feel they're anxious people. They get anxious at times. Read that book. The Worry Trick. Don't remember who it was from. Really opened my eyes up to what changed my perspective from denial to acceptance, you know? I think that was the first book that really got me thinking. But it talked about how when you are trying to stop yourself from thinking about something, you know, overthinkers, anxious people, people who become anxious at times, they're repetitively thinking about something, some circumstance, some externality. And if you try and tell yourself to stop thinking about something, they use the example of a hippo or something. No, an elephant. They're like, all right, well, here, I'm going to tell you in a moment, I want you to not think of the hippo or an elephant. And like, what does everyone do? They tell themselves, stop thinking about an elephant. But what does your brain envision? Like, what do you imagine? An elephant. You don't, it's still there. The stop doesn't really do anything. (laughs) You're just perpetuating the situation when you tell yourself, stop being anxious. Like you're going to focus on being anxious. And there's more to go into with that. Um, but I'll leave it at that for now because it's getting close to an hour. Hopefully people listen to this for an hour. Who knows? I'm just going to keep doing me, you know, keep, keep producing output and stuff. And thank you for tuning in. I hope all is well. With this recording, (laughs) really, I hope I did a good job setting it up right and think I got the gist of what I wanted to talk about. Definitely more things regarding habit that I want to talk about, but definitely the more important things was talking about poor habits. And if not that I'd want to label on poor habits, but definitely Habits that lead to being anxious, being depressed. I think I talked. I think I covered some really important topics regarding that. So, yeah. Hopefully I'll get this out to you guys. And I don't think I said it at the beginning, but hopefully you guys were surprised and I got LSD working as my intro music.
using the instrumental from YouTube and illegally downloading it. Yep, I did that. Yes, I did that. So hopefully that works. If not, maybe I'll use the piano again. It was kind of weird because anchor.fm, they give you just short clips and you can't necessarily pick where you want to start the clip of the music. So that's why I couldn't do it with LSD because it would start in the middle when he's rapping and like I obviously can't use that. But I, I do like the, the instrumental. So I, I think if it works, you know, enjoy because until someone legally tells me to stop, I will never stop. Okay. Never. Okay. I won't, I won't stop. I won't do it. You won't get me to stop by telling me to stop. As we talked about, stopping doesn't exist. Only replacement. So, yeah, I'll leave you with that. Do I got any quotes or anything to finish it off? Yeah, here's one. I think it comes from Sid Artha. Uh, two of my favorite books. Well, two of my favorite self-help books and, and somewhat journeys, stories, novels. Sid Artha and The Alchemist, uh, yeah, Just The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, and Sid Artha is by Herman Hess, maybe? Herman Hess, great author. I'm looking it up right now, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Herman Hess. Yeah, he's a legend. Um, bunch of good books he wrote. And one of the... I can't quite talk about the experience, but... I can tell you the quote that really, really hit home, you know? Really hit home at this moment in time. And that was, wisdom a wise man conveys to others just sounds foolish. Probably one of my all-time favorite quotes, and that's because wisdom cannot be explained. It can only be experienced by one. So if you are not understanding what I'm talking about, you can't, you know, put yourself in my shoes Maybe you haven't experienced what I'm talking about. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And it doesn't mean you're less than me or anything, you know? But, yeah, I really enjoyed that quote. That that got me going. Yeah. So, yeah. Read more books. Enjoy life. Be well. Be present. Billy Goal signing out. Peace out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>